such a good word. I bless you first. In the name of Jesus, Lord, I thank you. I thank you for the Father's blessing on your daughter. A blessing of prosperity, spirit, soul, and body. Peace in the name of Jesus that goes beyond every situation. I bless you to invade the atmosphere wherever she is, Holy Spirit. You in her, just blessing the atmosphere all around her because she carries her Father's blessing. In Jesus' name, amen. Oh, I'm seeing... The Word of God says that there's a curse to the third and fourth generations of those who hate God. But I'm seeing a reversal of the curse today. I'm seeing it. However many generations the curse goes back, there's intentionality from heaven for that blessing to be recuperated, to be redeemed. He's the redeemer of time. And so I want to declare over this house the Father's blessing from many generations gone by. The curses of addiction, the curses of unforgiveness, the curses of infidelity, the curses of, of bitterness deep that go deep. God is just liberating those today. Father God, we hallow your name in our midst. We say your kingdom blessing come as it is in heaven. It would be unleashed here on earth. I thank you for the daily bread that you have for us today. This is the daily manna, the manna that you have for us in this moment. And I thank you for your grace that wells up inside of us and enables us to see how we can partake. And I just, I just release the receiving and the taking of the blessing right now in the name of Jesus. Just receive it, saints of God. Oh, he cherishes you. He prizes you. He's pouring out his blessing like rain upon us right now. And it's watering our souls and watering everything our spiritual beings touch, everything our bodies touch. It's a, it's a blessing of fruition. It's a blessing of prosperity, spirit, soul, and body in the midst of any situation. Give him a hallelujah. Give him a praise. We thank you, Jesus. Hallowed be your name. The name above all names. King of kings and Lord of lords. Alpha and Omega beginning in the end. Everything is under your feet. You have crushed Satan under your feet. You have the victory, Jesus. We thank God for the victory that comes through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. <laughs> Jesus' name. Yes, amen. That's a God word, Lou. That's a God word. He is liberating our hearts to believe in ways that we didn't think possible the ceilings of our hope. He promises, Ephesians 3, Paul writes, exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we could ask or imagine. Oh, that's what he's doing for us. He's breaking through the barriers. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I bless you. If you're enjoying yourself so far, there's more coming. The Holy Spirit is in our midst. It's not from me. It's him. He's moving in our midst. Just bless somebody as you find your seat. Oh. I'm going to release the kids to Kids Church. Go with the Spirit of God, kids. We love you and bless all that God's doing in your life. Bless you online. If you're listening online today, I just feel the Spirit touching you in the name of Jesus. He is everywhere.
including your home. Bless him to minister as he wants to. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Amen. I just feel a release of his prophetic anointing today. And I, I think he's already been speaking personal words of confirmation. Uh, speaking to our hearts in a prophetic way. Steering us and guiding us. And I bless that to continue in our midst. The living word of God. Rhema to our souls. That individual word that he speaks that we, we need to hear. Because that's what we live by. Every word that proceeds from his mouth. Not by fleshly, natural bread, but every word that proceeds from his mouth. And as I'm looking around, I just feel the heart of God for you today. I just looked at two dozen faces where I just, uh, I just saw hearts in the name of Jesus, the heart of God expanding. And I can't possibly, <laughs> Holy Spirit, uh, I just want to tell you he loves you. He loves you so much. It doesn't matter what you've done, what's been done to you. He sees it all. It doesn't matter what it looks like. You can sit there with a stoic face and be receiving from the Lord. It doesn't have to look like anything. But he is blessing you with his love today, and he's blessing me with his love today. It's an unfailing love that goes beyond all things. It casts out all fear and overcomes torment. It goes deep into our hearts, and it says his depth of love, the essence of who he is, is ministering to our deep, and those waves and billows of his depth ministering to our depth, washing over us again and again. I bless the waves of his love to flow over us today. In Jesus' name. Yes, let it be. Thank you for the awesome intro, Jer, earlier to the series. <laughs> uh, Jer, I just want to declare over you, the anointing of God is heavy on you, brother. The anointing of God is heavy on you, and you, you see that, and you're, you're humble under it. But it's going to increase. It's going to get heavier and heavier and heavier. The very, I just feel the Holy Spirit saying the very tone of your voice brings in his healing in the physical, in the spiritual, in the inner man, in the natural man. The very tone of your voice, it's a heavenly tone. And God is blessing you with increased anointing so that as you worship him, he's inhabiting those praises and he's moving in a healing and loving capacity. I thank you, brother, and honor you for your gift. I bless the anointing of God on you. In Jesus' name. Sometimes you, you see me or whoever, I'll speak for myself, <laughs> up here and it, it looks kind of um, polished or, oh, he's so, he's so holy or whatever, <laughs> whatever you might think. And I am because of Jesus. But I want to share with you a story in which I wasn't so holy. <laughs> A few weeks ago, I was in Walmart, and I felt the Lord highlight this worker in the store. She had neon here, kind of like the ladies' thing. 
I felt the Lord highlight her to me, and um, I instantly said no. Yeah, I did. You can gasp. It's okay. <laughs> I just said no. I said, and my, I didn't say a, ver- a loud, loud no. I just, I just said I'm not, no. She's kind of attractive, and I'm a pastor. I don't want to even be around her. I think she's seeking attention because she's got this great hair, you know, colored hair. I wouldn't call it great hair. <laughs> just someone would. <clears throat> and, and so I was like, no. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to let somebody else do that. And so I was in Walmart again, and I saw her again, and I felt the Lord say, tell her I love her. God, did you see her hair? (laughs) She's looking for attention. Uh, No, I'm not going to do it. It happened a third time. I didn't do it. Yeah, <laughs> Pastor Josh, <laughs> totally. <clears throat> so I have a dream that night, and in this dream, I'm on a bus with some leaders, Christian leaders, and we're heading out of Dexter. <clears throat> and in the dream, I see her face come right up in front of me. And there's no escaping it. And I feel the hot breath of the Holy Spirit breathing on me. It's it's a feeling of a yearning of jealousy for her. It's an unction of desperation, of desire from Father for her. And I instantly leap up in the bus and I tell the bus driver to stop. I get off the bus and I realize I'm in bare feet and it's the present time. It happened recently. It doesn't matter that I'm in bare feet. I'm running. The the moment the bus stops, I'm running to her. And as I get to her, I know where she is. She's at a particular house in Dexter. I don't think that's where she really lives, but it was symbolic, and I won't go into that right now. She's at a particular house in Dexter, and all of a sudden, the Lord is opening up details to me about her life and about who she is, and I wake up. And I know it's... (laughs) <laughs> the fourth time is a charm. <laughs> and so the next day, the next day, I'm, I'm going to Walmart, and there she is. And I go and I deliver this word. But it's not just delivering a word to her. And I won't go into the details because I expect she'll be in church sometime. God bless her. But I give her this word, and she doesn't confirm or deny the word. I feel it was right, but I don't know for sure. (laughs) I'm limited. I don't know. I have a. What he did give me, though, was an anointing to love her. He filled my heart with the love that he had for his daughter. And I began to speak to her in a loving way. Yes, there were specific words involved, but the love of Jesus was being conveyed right to her heart going right in. And the tears started to stream. And she said I could pray for her. And I did. And seeds were sown in her heart. Amen. Amen. I release that over this house again and again, and I do it now. That holy boldness that comes from him. 
just like Peter stepping out of the boat. Yes, I flounder sometimes, but Jesus, Emmanuel, God with me, is right there holding me by the hand, using me as his agency, as his hands and feet to minister. I release that as a blanket over this house. It's part of what he's doing in this region right now. He's releasing his spirit in a way that's undeniable. Undeniable in truth. People will deny it, but it's undeniable in truth. It's in power, it's in authority, but it's in love. It's in love. God showed me something. Paul writes these words. I'm persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present or things to come, nor height nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. God, let everyone who has ears to hear, hear. And everyone who has eyes to see, see, including me. What God was showing me is that there's nothing that separates his love from this woman. God loves her. There's nothing that'll change it. There's no mountain too high. There's no canyon too low. There's no spiritual principality, form of darkness, power in the heavenlies that can stand against his love. It does not. Even death, even life, nothing separates. But in that moment, I was an agency of separation. I was an agency of dividing the love of God from her, influencing a divisive, in, a divisive effect going around the other way so that I didn't have to deliver the word, didn't have to love the one that he loves. Thank you for the ears to hear and the eyes to see, Father. John 4, 1 through 43 is a hunk of scripture that I'm not going to read, but I want to encourage you to read it. I felt like the Holy Spirit was leading me to just show this video. And so, I want to show it to you. It's about a woman, a Samaritan woman, who much like (laughs) so many times we overlook people. It's about a woman who was overlooked, but Jesus didn't overlook her. In fact, this is the woman that Jesus chose first to pronounce that he was publicly a Messiah. This is the first time he did that publicly. I'm going to turn it on, Justin. Hopefully it works, buddy. In the next few minutes, Pastor Josh shows the congregation a clip from Angel Studios' The Chosen, episode 8, titled I Am He. In this episode, Jesus and his students complete their preparations and leave Capernaum for Samaria. Jesus meets with a suffering woman at Jacob's well and announces that he is the Messiah. Amen. (laughs) Oh, we 
give you glory, Jesus. Glorify your name, Jesus. So she goes from overlooked to being cherished. Maybe by some chance you haven't heard the prophetic word that's been spoken over this place so many times. I know you have it, sister. I know you have it. Bless you. This is a hospital. We don't overlook anybody. Everybody that Jesus wants to minister to. The love that goes beyond everything. The love that brings the fullness of who God is. The essence of who he is. He wants to minister to everyone. There's no addict. There's no person that has decades-old bondage. There's no person that's been married five or more times that he doesn't love. There's nothing that separates us from his love. We're supposed to be a catalyst. A catalyst of his love. Amen? I've read that passage so many times, John 4, 1 through 43. And this verse in particular is what pops for me now. But the hour is coming, Jesus says to this woman. Now is when the true worshipers, and when he says true worshipers, he's taking someone that's been overlooked and rejected, neglected and likely abused, and he's saying she's a true worshiper. He's calling out who she really is. God help us see the people around us that we overlook so many times. The value, how they're cherished, so often overlooked by us. The true worshipers will worship Father in spirit and truth. Not just coming and looking like I'm praising God. Not just doing it when others are around. But in the secret place, from the essence of who I am, whole and healed by God. Receiving the fullness of, of his love so that I can then love him back and love others. That's what John says, we love him because he first loved us. That's worshiping spirit and truth. I love that he says the Father is seeking such to worship him. Jesus tells this parable recorded in Luke chapter 10, but a certain Samaritan, if you didn't catch it in the video, Samaritans are rejected by the Jews in large part at this time in history. As he journeyed, came where he was, this man that had fallen and had, had been uh, robbed and was laying half dead. And when he saw him, he had compassion. Prior to that verse, Luke says that there were two people that went by. There was a priest seeing this man that's half dead lying there in need of medical attention, needing of, in need of love and compassion. And they go by on the other side. They overlook him. Then a Levite comes and does the same thing. But this Samaritan, Jesus and his crystal clear earing, hearing of what the Father is saying to him, uses it intentionally because he knows this is a person, the Samaritan is the true worshiper if he's having compassion, if he's loving the way God wants to love. He's bringing that out for everyone to read, everyone to see. 
He restores them. And then in verse 37, Jesus says, go and do likewise to the lawyer that had asked the question, who is my neighbor? And Jesus is saying, everyone is our neighbor who is in need. The woman goes from being unloved, or (laughs) I'll correct that, feeling unloved, believing she's unloved, to knowing that she's loved. It's an encounter with Jesus. I want to say something here because I feel the Holy Spirit saying it. The same Spirit that gives the gifts Gifts of prophecy, gifts of healing, gifts of faith, gifts of wisdom, words of knowledge, mercy, on and on, is the Spirit of God. 1 John 4, 8 says He is love. Regardless of whether or not a word of knowledge is given, we need to love. Paul says it very nicely. He says, but earnestly desire the best gifts. It's in the scripture. We should desire the best gifts. Speaking in tongues that bring edification to the Lord. Edification to ourselves. Gift of prophecy. He says, but earnestly desire the best gifts, but yet I show you a more excellent way. Though I speak with the tongues of men and angels, but have not love, I have become sounding brass or a clinging cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains but have not love, I'm nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor and give my body to be burned but have not love, it profits me absolutely nothing. Love. You often don't hear the number of times that I miss on a word of knowledge. But what I've come to know is whether or not I get the word of knowledge right, if I am loving that person as heaven loves that person, as the, with the Father's heart, that's what makes the difference. Amen? Can I show you one more passage? At the time that that woman at the well, 30 A.D., 31, 32 A.D., was having a conversation with Jesus, there was a guy named Simon about 10 miles away in the city of Samaria. And he was practicing sorcery. And Luke records it like this in the book of Acts, chapter 8, verses 9 through 13. There was a certain man called Simon who previously practiced sorcery in Samaria and astonished the people of Samaria, claiming that he was someone great, to whom they all gave heed, from the least to the greatest, saying, This man is the great power of God. And they heeded him because he had astonished them with his sorceries for a long time. I want to take a pause. It's been a long time. This woman, 10 miles away, because it's using vernacular, it's using language, saying all, all the people heeded him. This woman had heard of Simon, yet had not had a heart change. 
Yes, the astonishment was there. Amazing works are being done. But Simon doesn't have the love of Jesus. The love that goes beyond the grave, that goes beyond anything we face in this earthly life, that goes beyond height, goes beyond depth, goes beyond future, goes beyond past. Any created thing, Simon does not have the love. Though he is astounding the people with signs and wonders, he doesn't have the love, and therefore the people remain in their sin, in their bondage, not knowing that Jesus loves them. It says this, but when they believed Philip, the evangelist, as he preached the things concerning the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, both men and women were baptized. They identified with repentance and the burial of their old life, and they rose in new life because of what Jesus did on the cross in his loving sacrifice. Amen? They were baptized. Then Simon himself also believed, put his whole trust in Jesus because of what Philip was doing. He was baptized and continued with Philip and was amazed. So this woman that knew who Simon was, the sorcerer, has an encounter with Jesus. And not only does she understand this feeling of not feeling being overlooked, this feeling of not being loved. Now she's cherished, she knows it. Now she's loved, but then she goes into action. I love the scene where she's going off and she's just leaping. I'm going to tell everybody, I'm going to tell everybody. That should be in our hearts. All the time. Not like Pastor Josh passing the girl in Walmart and so many others. It should be in our hearts. The word of God says that greater love has no one than this than to lay down his life for his neighbor. It says it in plural. It says friends and it can also be translated neighbors. Would you stand to your feet? Oh, God is good. I guarantee you, and you already know this, I'll affirm it, God loves the one right in front of us all the time. He, he's just wanting to pour out his love in a revelatory way to everyone in front of us. John writes this in his first epistle, do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. When Jesus, through John, says that we're supposed to lay down our lives for our neighbors, sometimes the biggest hindrance is our love for the world. The love for how we define the world around us. It's called pride. I'm going to define who I minister to, when it's right to minister, 
this time is right, this time is wrong. And all the while, Father God is saying, I am here now. Today is the day of salvation. This is the moment I want to move, regardless of how you feel, Josh. Will you lay down your pride, Josh, and let me define the moment? Father, I thank you for the ears to hear and the eyes to see by your grace. I thank you for enlarging the capacity of our hearts to receive your love in a new and fresh way and a perpetual and increasing way. I bless us all to bask in your love, to receive the infilling of the Holy Spirit and the love that he brings perpetually. I prayed this word over many today, pressed down, shaken together, overflowing with the love of Father God. I shared something to this effect last night. I will not share it exactly the same, but I feel the Spirit saying, it just reminded me, release it. This place, this house of God, this house of worship, Airport Christian Fellowship, is about to explode with numbers. It's nothing that I've done. It's nothing that our leadership has done. It's nothing that we've done to try to make it happen. It's just the Spirit of God moving in this region. He yearns jealously for this region. And He's using us as His agents, His hands and feet. <clears throat> Praise God. He's put it firmly in my heart. We're not about numbers. Numbers are awesome as they reflect the expression of his love. The fullness of his love being poured out. If we have a huge place with speakers that wax eloquent like angels, with prophetic words that are, are so pinpoint accurate, with people that are actually giving everything they have for others and there's no love? No. This is a message. This is a message he's put on my heart. It's, it's, I hope he's putting it on your heart too. It's a message that he wants us to get. It's, it, I want to release you from any pressure that you may have from any expectation of mankind, including myself. I just release it from you to be anything other than loving, to be anything other than the loving God created you to be and the way he created you to love. There's such diversity and unique expression. He's putting together a beautiful mosaic of his kingdom picture, heaven being expressed here on earth. It's a beautiful picture and I get glimpses and more and more of it. And so I just bless you to love the way he wants you to love, to be filled with his love, to love him and love others because he first loved you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.